From the time it launched around 11 years ago, Nike established itself as a formidable player in the e-commerce segment quite swiftly. When the beauty and personal care or BPC giant decided to go public in 2021, it listed at an 80% premium to its issue price. It did better than even Zomato and Paytm. Its growth story ever since you could say has been the stuff of legends. If there was one new tech stock that investors were extremely bullish about at that time, it was Nike. The company has everything going for it. It has a charismatic founder in Falguni Nair who is a former investment banker. It runs a business that has created its own category online. It has another fashion vertical that is a massive potential market and most important of all it has the kind of profitability that other listed tech companies are nowhere close to. But lately things have not been going so well. In the last 3 months the shares of FSN e-commerce ventures which owns Nike have plunged by 35%. A week ago its share prices fell to an all-time low of 123 rupees a piece. The company is now worth less than 1/3 of its market capitalization post listing. So what came in the way of Nike's otherwise remarkable growth story? Welcome to Daybreak, a new podcast from the Ken I'm your host Nikda Sharma and I don't chase the news cycle. Instead, thrice a week on Mondays, Wednesdays and Fridays, I will come to you with one business story that is worth understanding and worth your time. Today is Monday the 30th of January. Last week when Nike announced the appointment of P Ganesh as the new chief financial officer or CFO he had said and I'm quoting I'm excited to join team Nike and become a part of the remarkable Nike growth journey as it expands its presence further by entering new markets products and geographies end quote Let me tell you a little bit about this growth journey that Ganesh was referring to Like I told you earlier the moment Nike went public on the stock exchanges it immediately became an investor's favorite. If you go back and read the news from that time you will see how news outlets celebrated the brand's market debut. It became a huge thing. Its parent company FSN e-commerce ventures hit a valuation of 1 lakh crore rupees and the founder Falguni Nair's net worth tripled and turned her into a billionaire. It was the market debut of dreams. It won't be a stretch to say that Nike is a pioneer in the online cosmetics segment. Within 7 years of its launch, it became India's largest online beauty and cosmetics retailer. And it did this by bringing in a host of new beauty brands to India. And it still continues to do so. I remember it was sometime last year when Nike became the first one to bring the Toronto based skincare brand called The Ordinary to India. If you know skincare then you cannot not know about The Ordinary. The whole experience of buying cosmetics had always been a very physical process. We've always preferred going to a store, trying on products and then making a decision. But Nike came in and changed that narrative. It created acceptance for shopping for cosmetics online. 
Soon, not only did it become an investor's favorite, it was also a profitable company. And we know how rare that is in the e-commerce startup space. And this is basically how Nika became successful. It became a pioneer in the online BPC segment while staying profitable at the same time. Coming up next, we discuss why Nika's share prices dropped to an all-time low in the last few months. Nine years after its launch in 2012, when it went for its IPO, Nika's stock had listed at an 80% premium to its issue price. The issue price, by the way, was 2,001 rupees per share on the Bombay Stock Exchange. It became what they call the talk of the town. But in the last three months, the company's shares fell by 35% and hit a record low of 123 rupees per share. So what happened? One of the most obvious reasons for this nosedive in Nika's share prices is the end of the lock-in period post the November 2021 listing. An IPO lock-in period is the time span after listing during which pre-IPO investors are not eligible to sell their shares. The lock-in period of Nika ended on 10th of November 2022. And ever since, Nika's shares have been under pressure. According to the research firm Prime Database and data from the Bombay Stock Exchange, private equity firms Lighthouse Advisors India and TPG Growth, which own 4.3% of Nika's shares together, sold their shares in multiple tranches. But Nika tried to cushion the post-lock-in fall in the company's stock. The board had announced a share bonus, which was five shares for every one share held. But it was an attempt to delay the inevitable. And it did not go down well with the investors. A senior executive with a large mutual fund house that is also an investor in Nika spoke to my colleague Sita Ramanji, who reported this story about how this move angered shareholders. He told him, and these are his exact words, they tried to be cute. The second reason for the fall in Nika's shares has to do with Nika's venture into fashion. It was in 2018 when it decided to take a shot at this segment. And the move made sense. After all, fashion is a close cousin of beauty and personal care in the lifestyle family tree. But for this, Nika had to adopt the marketplace model. Now, this was quite a change from the strategy for its BPC segment in which it scaled up with its inventory alone. Compared to BPC, fashion has a much larger range of products in it. So, it would have been very difficult for Nika to sell them all on its own. As of March 2022, Nika offered 4.3 million SKUs or stock-keeping units in the fashion category. This is nearly 15 times its offerings in the BPC segment. And not just that, even in the fashion market, Nika chose to focus on the premium end of things. And it has managed to increase its average order value or AOV by 20% to a little over 3,800 rupees. But on the other hand, the AOV for its main BPC segment declined marginally to around 1,800 rupees. While this has helped Nika improve the economics of the fashion business, e-commerce is still a tough nut to crack, especially for clothes priced above 2,000 rupees. Talking about fashion, Subrata Siddhanta, a former senior executive at apparel retailers such as Trent and Shopper's Stop, 
told Sita Raman, and I'm quoting, it works on touch and feel. That is why 65 to 70% of apparel sold online is priced less than 1,000 rupees. End quote. The unique monthly average visitors for fashion grew at a slower pace than that for BPC in the six months that ended in September 2022. Fashion by its very nature is a challenging proposition for Nike. Advaita Nair, the chief executive of Nike Fashion, told the Ken, and I'm quoting, I do believe that fashion is the ultimate discovery problem. Fashion has so many products, far more than beauty. So how do you really show the right thing to the right person at the right time? And that remains a focus for us. End quote. Apart from this, there is the seasonality aspect of fashion, which is currently supercharged thanks to the rising popularity of fast fashion retailers such as Trent's Zodio. So as a comparatively new player in the fashion e-commerce game, Nike has to take on Mintra, Amazon and Ajio. And to do this, it has to spend a considerable amount to attract new customers. The chunk Nike spent on promoting its fashion vertical in the year that ended in March 2022 was over 50% of what it spent on its BPC vertical. This was despite its fashion business revenue being one-tenth of its BPC business. Coming up next, I tell you how investors are looking at Nike now. Nike now wants its investors to bet on an upstart in the already cutthroat fashion category. It is important to note how this is entirely different from what Nike could have done, which is to pitch to them its desire to reinforce its already strong status in the BPC category. So what are investors making of this? According to an analyst with a domestic brokerage, investors are wary of valuing the company on the basis of future sales and instead they are carefully valuing it on estimated profits as listed companies are. Plus, with the end of the lock-in period, the timing of the bonus issue, which was five shares for every one share held, meant investors would get the additional shares only after a few days. In turn, this would delay the sell-off. Investors wanting to sell would have had to pay a higher tax on the gains from the sale of the new shares. Sriram Subramanian, who is the founder and MD of InGovern Research, a proxy advisory firm, told the Ken, and I'm quoting, they were thinking short-term. But even the short-term benefits were questionable. It was a question of delaying the inevitable. End quote. So for now, while Nike may be ahead of its tech peers in terms of profitability, its post-listing dream run has clearly come to an end. Daybreak is produced from the newsroom of The Ken, India's first subscriber-focused business news platform. What you're listening to is just a small sample of our subscriber-only offerings. A full subscription unlocks daily long-form feature stories, newsletters, subscriber-only apps, and podcast extras. Head to theken.com and click on the red subscribe button on the top of the website. I am Snigdha Sharma, your host, and today's episode was edited by my colleague Rajiv Sien.